What up, bad girls? We're back. That's right. The dudes are back after a long hiatus. Nobody expected this to happen. It was uh, really unprecedented and at a really unopportune time, right when we received some very stoked fan mail. So uh, we're excited to get back into it. We've got Joe, James, Zach, and Will here. And uh, yeah, let's get it ripped, boys. I would like to address the fact that you have addressed our audience as bad girls. Our audience is one member, and it's your mom. You just called your mom a bad girl. We know what she gets into. Yeah, we're not going to get into detail about it on the podcast because that would just be that'd be that'd be that'd be rude. That'd be outing. But we uh we're privy to some knowledge that maybe you aren't, Joe. We know what she gets into, bro. Yeah, and yes, our turkey baster. <laughs> She'll love that one when she hears it. Out of pocket. <laughs> Starting strong, huh? Um, it would appear that my soundboard isn't coming through Zoom now, even though it just... No, was- I hear it. We heard oh, we're here. Oh, oh, you are? Okay, I'm sorry. I think we had the same issues like last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So, so now I know then. Um, Classic. Yeah, so how are we feeling, boys? It's good to be back. Um, we haven't we haven't really talked all that much this past month. I, I've talked to James a little bit, but uh, I've I've really been waiting to hear from you, Joe, Mister Fucking Nutsack Head, looking like a looking like white power. I, I'm I, we're dying to hear about this uh, about this uh, academy for becoming a corrections officer. Yeah, I get. I definitely agree that I look like I'm part of a white nationalist group. Uh, with this buzzed hair, but I'm not. That came in super quiet, Will. I just want to let you know. I barely heard that. Oh, did it? Yeah, that one was a... Uh... God was like, he's not gay. Don't call him that. What is this? There we go. That's perfect. Just God said, fuck you. Uh, yeah, correct. I'm currently uh, a recruit. I'm in the Corrections Academy for Suffolk County. It's pretty pretty fun pretty good time i'm also probably about to go into the nassau police academy which that's the goal is to be a police officer which i'm pretty stoked at that but uh for this experience that i'm currently involved in it's a really good time i'm open to all questions joe uh how long have you been in it for now um how many weeks uh tomorrow will conclude my fifth week out of ten Wow. That's cool. So if you don't mind me saying, how many times have you been touched either in the anus or in the heart? Bruh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the heart, zero. Uh, the thing, we sh- we have showered together and we get naked, so the anus... Wait, sucks. is that for real? Is that for real? Yeah. yeah. Really? So you can say that. <laughs> This is the most penis you think you've seen in your entire life over a month span? Uh, I don't know. I've watched... There have been some months where I've watched a lot of porn, but... Some down uh, bad months. Fair, fair. Yeah, when you're down bad. I'm, I'm wondering why you're showering together if you guys go home at the end of yeah. every day. Because no, we, um, we don't always exercise at the end of the day. So, it's like... There's scheduled like physical activity time, and if we do that not at the end of the day, we're gonna smell like shit for the remainder of the twelve hours we have. So we shower. That's fair. 
That's like when you would have gym first period. Yeah. Yeah, yeah except, except you wouldn't shower in front of all your high school classmates. Yeah, and you would just smell like shit for the rest of the day. Or you would yeah. just cover yourself in Axe body spray. I mean, yeah. yeah. The yeah, first day of, usually the Axe. The first day of showering, I brought a bathing suit because I'm like, like, I didn't know what to expect. I, I didn't want to be the one dude who's like naked, but it turns out I would have been the only dude in a, dude bathing, in a bathing suit. suit. So I was like, so you're like fucking, yeah, yeah, you can't, you can't do that. What was bro. that like? Damn. Did you walk in? Did you, were you like, okay, I'm going to be like the eighth one in and I'm going to see how undressed the consensus. Gets, and then you just, I'll decide whether or not. Our lockers are all pretty close together, so you see everyone just kind of walk into the shower, and you're like, oh, everyone's naked. And we share that locker room with, like, three other police academies, so if they come in, if they're on a break, they'll just see, like, you showering, and you you deal with it. At any point. What was that? Uh, Different showers, not co-ed. Is there titties in the shower? Bro, that's not uh, uh, if you're thick enough. If you're thick, <laughs> it's like a Joe, have you uh... seen anything in this shower that has made you question your own sexuality? No, uh, for sure. Not. Not uh, I'm much. still asexual. Bro. Joe, has, has, has have, have there been have there been any like close bros getting randy in the shower and like you pick up what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you drop up, this soap, pick up the chub out of the corner of your eye, and like it's no. like, like an unspoken <laughs> thing, or is it? Uh, no, I look straight ahead. I've definitely peeked at some asses to compare to see their hair ratio on their ass to my uh, hair ratio on my ass. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, they're pretty bare. I'm pretty hairy. Do you have like a top two or three takeaways from group chat communal showers with other men? Like, have you found that like all like most the majority of men have more ass hair than you or less ass hair than you or the majority of men are more well endowed than you? Uh, they're definitely less ass hair than me uh it's hard to i'm I'm, i'll be honest i i'm a grower not a shower so i go in there with a pretty small dick but i know that i have a big naturally so i can't really make that comparison yeah have you seen an erection yet have i what have you seen an erection yet bro every no erections no erections that's kind of disappointing actually yeah. I gotta know: Is the Suffolk corrections are they are they hanging dong? Uh, I am, but Joe, but Joe, there's... come on, man! Don't try to tell me that you're you're comparing your ass hair to other dudes' ass hair, but you're not come taking on. any come on, of cocks, bro. You guys, come I've on. seen, uh, I've seen their cocks. Yeah, right? sure. That's something okay. I'm not looking. That's something I'd like accidentally see. I'm not like peeking, but are I've they seen looking, them. Though? Where where are we clocking? <laughs> they're they're. F- Flaccid penises. I really can't say. Right. If, if you a nice hunk. How many? How many clicks out from the base to the tip? How many clicks? Yeah, you you guys in you guys in paramilitary do everything kilometers, right? Yeah. So, are you asking me how many kilometers is a penis? Oscar Mike to come jerk your boys off. <laughs> how many kilometers of dick do you, does the Suffolk Corrections Office have? Probably like point zero zero six. Yeah, we only have two black guys, so not that many kilometers. How many dicks does it take to reach around the world? Like a hand, like a like a like the way that they give us the number for how many plastic bottles it takes to wrap around the world. How many cocks? All right, so if we would have to take the average dick size, 
If we assume that the average dick size is like, what do we want globally? We want to say like what five inches? Six. Six. six? Okay. Keep in mind the majority of like fucking six. <laughs> I'm like, damn, that's kind of high, bro. We're talking average. What's the average? Like three, three and a half, two. <laughs> uh, all right. So the circumference of the earth is 24,901 miles. Are we talking erect penises here? We're covering um, the, the, we're going around the equator with erect penises or are they all flaccid? I'm talking hard dong, six inch. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. All right. That's fair. All right, let's see. You're going to need 262,954,560 dicks of six-inch length. We can do that. The current living human population can do that. That's comforting. Many times over. That's a lot of shaft. You could do it with just the male portion of North America. Yeah. Uh, You could do it with just the male portion of one Chinese province. I don't know about China, bro. I don't know about China. We're talking about the average for men in U.S., bro. Oh, we say global. Oh, we're this fucking guy. J.K. 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 Shout out to all my Chinese boys. All right. Well, uh, uh, we've talked about uh, penises in the showers. I think that concludes Joe, my time. Joe, I want to ask. I want to ask the question that we're all that we've all been waiting for and been thinking: Have you been tased and pepper sprayed yet? I just started. Today was the first day of firearms, so I think I'm getting tased tomorrow. Holy shit! If if, today, if not tomorrow, then uh, not the week we're going into, but the week after. They're already in prison. Why do you need a gun, (laughs) dude? I was just about to say, you get a gun as a correctional officer. No, you Uh, don't. This is um, I'm being certified as a correction officer and a peace officer and peace officers are allowed to carry a gun off duty, which I'm not, I'm personally not going to do, but that's, you have to be trained. In. That's a strange title to have as the peace Bro, officer. That's awesome. That's like fucking, uh, that's like John Cena's character and the fucking suicide squad. He's like, he's like the peace captain or whatever the fuck. He's like, I'll kill anyone for peace. <laughs> Joe, do you feel the same way? Would you carry around a gun and, and kill anybody that you could to to keep everyone safe, <laughs> keep your friends and family safe. Uh, to kill anyone I could, what does that mean? <laughs> if they were like a suicide bomber, yeah. But uh, if they're just a guy and you're like, that guy's gonna kill your family, and I just shoot him to death, no, I wouldn't. Do that. So Joe, I put you in a room with 200 people, and f- let's say two of them. Let's say 100 people. One of them is a suicide bomber, but you only have one bullet. And you have to figure out one person to kill. Line them up, baby. How do you do it? You <laughs> going for a collateral? Uh, yeah, I, I just better... line them all up and I shoot them all in the head. Better way to phrase the question: Do you kill them all, or do you just try and kill one person that you think is the suicide bomber? I definitely do not kill them all. I'll Bro, say that. Seems like anymore. you're not dedicated to peace enough, shitty peace officer. Dude, it's yeah, easy. You so. just leave. You Training just leave. <laughs> you just leave wherever the people are. <laughs> you just go away. What are they gonna do? Shoot you? You have the gun. <laughs> suicide bomber can try to run after you, but then you're gonna know who it is. You have the gun. So, Joe, overall, how are you liking the uh, the training? I know the first week you 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 mentioned to me that it was pretty uh, much like a physical thing, and then yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, did you? Well, yeah, no, that's fine. I, I was just saying that you know it's pretty physical thing, and then it's moved kind of away from that. You probably have been enjoying that a lot more. 
Uh, yeah, honestly, I I still enjoy the the physicality of it. Um, like I said, they have like scheduled uh physical fitness time, but they'll still like physically punish us like if we fuck up. Which at this point, I really don't mind because then a large majority majority of it is classroom time, and it's like ten hours in the classroom, and it's really boring, and it's hard to stay awake sometimes. So sometimes you enjoy like getting yelled at and be like, "Go do fucking twenty push-ups right now," because it wakes you up. You just need that. Dude, I wish my professors would do that. You know, halfway through a class, just shout <laughs> at me, degrade me, and make me go do push-ups. Just fucking scream at you and fucking like get like like just residual spit in your face and you're like <laughs> I, I wish a professor would spit in my mouth honestly <laughs> they, they basically do already so might as well have them physically <laughs> you can make that happen dude that's that's not far out of your reach realistically you know like we're joking here but if you wanted to make that happen you can make that happen uh but joe uh, <laughs> um do do you feel like do you feel like you've noticed like a, a real shift in in the way that in like your reception to to these uh like conditions now because like i know i mean i had briefly asked about the first week and it sounded like it was it was definitely intense uh but and now you're saying you kind of like having to to go run drills or some shit uh, do, do you feel like getting shouted at, like you're, you're becoming desensitized, that kind of thing? Not becoming desensitized. I just kind of, the, the first week, um, it was all unknown. I didn't know what to expect. So it was a lot of nerves. But now I just kind of see that like when they're yelling at us and like making us do drills, it's kind of just like a game. Like when we're in the classroom, they're completely themselves. They're like chill and they make jokes and shit. But we're on the drill floor. They're like in our face yelling at us. And I just come to the realization that it's just a game. Like they, they're okay. doing what they have to do to put a certain mentality in your head. But I'm able to separate the two and I am I have no nerves for it anymore. I it's see. like whatever happens is going to happen. Uh, yeah, no, yeah no that's. Nerves. That's really interesting, actually. Like, I didn't think about that. Like, you're spending all this time with these instructors, uh, and like, they can't be they can't be crazy in your face all the time. So it probably it probably becomes a little similar to the way that I am with my my uh, old gay boss, uh, who like sometimes really barks at me, and like I spend so much time with him where he's not doing that that I can only take it with a grain of salt, you know, because I know that he's just having a little baby fit, and like uh, <laughs> I'm just there receiving it. Just having a little yeah. baby. That, do you tell? Do you ever tell them that? You're like, listen, you're acting like a real big gay baby. Dude, we we got we got into a we got into a like a, a pretty an altercation. Heated, yeah, we got into a pretty heated altercation last week. Oh, what happened? Is this chi bong? This is uh, we'll we'll say it's bong, uh, but oh, uh, it's 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 the older of the two, the one that one that doesn't get around so well, the one that calls all the shots, the one that the one that t- has taught me everything. Um, basically, I was I was cutting up this giant tree and I was using our larger chainsaw, and in the middle of my using it, uh, it just disassembles at full speed uh, and like and like falls apart, and the chain flies and. Uh, I was obviously pretty stunned, but I was like calm. I was like, okay, like it's that like, it happened so quick that I didn't even have a chance to really be freaked out about it or anything. But then he he just like explodes on me, um, like 
like that was my fault because I didn't tighten the the bolts on the side of the, the chainsaw tight enough because I had just replaced the chain. And, you know, I've worked with this chainsaw so many times and I know what it's capable of. I wouldn't like, I wouldn't have put those on loose. So I knew they weren't loose. I knew it wasn't my fault. It was random as shit. And then he gets in my face and he tells me that I'm a real fuck up. And uh, I told him to go fuck himself like right back in his face. And then I just dropped the chainsaw on the ground and walked away. And uh, for the rest of the day, it was it was pretty tense. How recent was this? This was last week. Oh, did okay. you guys? How did you guys make up? Did you kiss tenderly or? No, certainly not. Uh, throughout the rest Will, of the day, <laughs> Will wore a sexy maid outfit. He knows that they like. That he only breaks out for special occasions. And he's like, "All right, like I'm sorry, haha." I, I, I wasn't nice doing. Wine. I wasn't doing any apologizing, bro. I was I was heated for the whole day after that. I was, yeah. I get ang- I get very angry very easily, and this this like really set me off. And I wasn't having a good day to begin with because of other shit, and I just didn't need that. And then uh, you could tell for the, throughout the rest of the day he was starting to feel bad, and he was like trying to like joke make jokes to me, and I was just like flatlining all of them. And he was like, "No sense of humor today, huh?" And then at the end of the day, he asked if like I wanted to eat ice cream. I was like, nah. And like it's tough. Like I, I just have to keep reminding myself that like this motherfucker is so old that it's like it's it's really pretty comparable to dealing with like a toddler, uh, in terms of like like dealing with their behavior and not letting it get to you. So, are you still like like so? There was no kind of like formal like acknowledgement well, of like yo like damn that sucks that that all happened yeah no when, when i came back after the weekend he apologized to me and like he was like i'm sorry i called you stupid and shit uh but then he didn't but then he he didn't let go of the idea of it being my fault that the chainsaw came apart and uh i wear these headphones while i'm working with the power tools because i can listen to music and it is ear protection and uh he tells me like you're not you, like you can't wear the headphones anymore while you're doing any of that because you're listening to music and you're getting distracted and you're gonna get one of us hurt. And I was like, "Are you fucking joking?" And um, he's like, "No, like you you would have seen that the bolts were unscrewing on the side of the chainsaw while like if if you were if you were paying attention to what you were doing and not distracted by your headphones." And I was like, "Motherfucker, the bolts are on the side of the chainsaw." I'm, where do you think I'm looking, bro? I'm looking at the fucking chainsaw going through the wood. You think I'm, like, watching on the side of the fucking bolts slowly unscrewing a fucking cartoon? Get the fuck out of here. <sighs> Anyways, I got, yeah, it was, I got worked up. It's in the past now. Like, the, the thing I like about him is that me and him, I feel like, are really similar in personality types where we can really get heated very quickly, but then we're also very quick to, like, let things go. I can't believe you got pissed at a 95-year-old disabled veteran. In a wheelchair. The worst thing is that he's a veteran to me. (laughs) Is that you would disrespect a veteran like that. How fucking dare you? Do you know what he did for our country? Yeah. You you know how many Viet Cong he killed? Fuck you, asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Party. Yeah. Well, uh, all right. Anyways, I, I, I'm I'm really dying to hear about this uh, the story that you guys had from Joe's party the other night. Yeah, real quick, Will. I just want to ask, why do you have uh, sunglasses on inside at uh, nine o'clock at night? Oh, I just I just think they look cool, and it's kind of like a podcast aesthetic. Like, 
Um, yeah. I'm really, I'm really, I'm really liking my setup tonight. I was getting excited about doing the pod. I got the lights set up. I got some, some, uh, you got some, some little lantern little lights set in front around. of me. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's got, cool. Let, let me just tear you down real quick. That looks like shit. You look like a fucking asshole. Fuck you. Yep. Okay, you stupid nutsack looking little prick. Look at you, white wall looking ass bitch with your plaid pillow. You you look like you're paralyzed yeah, yeah. from the legs down. You look like you're sitting in a wheelchair. Big man. <laughs> Well, you look like a truck stop gator. You're just going around trying to get dudes in your ass for fucking heroin. You look like a two-wheeled monster that rolls around angry at everybody because you can't walk anymore and try to start fights with people because you know they won't hit you back. Damn, really projecting this anger from your boss out on me. He's in a wheelchair, so now you're projecting that shit onto me. Fucking douche. The one upside is you can take as many dicks as you want in your ass and not feel it, Joe. No, the one upside is that I can still use my legs. Yeah. You know, literally the one upside. <laughs> All right, can we hear the story? I'm dying to hear it. So you're not gonna take off the sunglasses? Nah, I think nope. you should keep them on. I like the aesthetic. Nope. I like the fact that we can see all the porn reflected in his on his computer monitor. In his I sunglasses. really do like that, actually. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> now he takes them off. Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> Will's hiding like a black eye because his dad beat him up. Jared, I in this hypothetical <laughs> scenario. Lars beat him up. <laughs> Daddy Lars. <laughs> Lars came home drunk. <laughs> Spanked Will right in the face. All right. Uh, speaking of getting drunk, uh, so our, our our friend Joe had a had a party this this past weekend, and you know a lot of us were vaccinated. So that was all like of us are vaccinated. I don't know, dude. I feel like there was like, I think I was talking to someone. I think there was one outlier to the whole party. I forget who it was, though, because I got very, very drunk at the party. But uh, yes, so uh, everyone was fucking, uh, you know, vaccinated. And we were like, all right, cool. Let's let's have a party. Like, finally, kind of like the end of COVID and all that shit. We were starting to feel more comfortable. So uh, I was let like like known about this party for like a couple months in advance because they were like, all right, like you need to be home for this one because i missed the last one and i was like all right like i'll, I'll be home and they're like all right like you gotta get fucked up like and i was like all right fine I'll, I'll i'll fucking deliver so you know great time at the party i showed up with the titanium bong that i have bunch of weed uh i i grabbed like like two six packs of, of beer and i was like hell yeah like i'm fucking i'm ready you know it was it was imperial sunshine blue point so it was like a high percent and then it was like a lower percent beer too so i can kind of just be like session all night i was good to go i stopped over at uh at my weed guy's place before the party and i was like hey man like uh you know i gotta get some weed and uh while i was there he was like oh dude you gotta fucking try this beer it was a great south bay beer and he gives it to me he's like here take it and i was like all right dope and i bring it to the party and i realized that it's an 18 percent beer what yeah, it's an 18% beer by Great South Bay called <laughs> It's Wagwan 2, bro. The return of Wagwan. Shit. How do you how do you even get that much alcohol into a beer? It tasted like shit. <laughs> Honestly, it tasted pretty fucking good for an it, 18% beer, man. It was just beer. It wasn't like uh like there was no liquor in it or anything. Or... No, I think it was like just it beer. It was man. it was a beer that was smaller than a four loco and higher alcohol. Yeah, it was like it was like loco. a it was in like a pint uh can. Holy holy fuck. Yeah, dude. Dude, that's uh, ripper. Yeah, so 
we get to the party and I'm like, yeah, like check out this like fancy beer that I got. Like, haha, it's dope. And I'm showing everybody. Hey, hey, real, real, real quick, what's what's the spread looking like when you pull to the party there, ladies? Or? We were the first ones there yeah, and James there. cracked this shit open to just us. And he's like, yeah, dude, let's go. They got, they got uh, like a snack <laughs> table. All of or... our friends, why would there be women? You know all the women there. Yeah, yeah you know, know the entire I... roster. I know you weren't there either, Zach, so how you shut the fuck up? Uh, so was there a snack table or, like, what's the spread, dude? No, there were no snacks. Nuh-uh, dude. I made some fucking Mexican chicken dip, bro, and I brought, like, three bags pass. of tortilla chips. Oh, yeah, pass? Guess what? It was the head of the whole party, bro. Everybody fucking nah, loved I'm, it. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, bro, James I'm just... got so drunk and was and ruined his whole night. And everybody was like, dude, it's all right. Great that Mexican dip. chicken dip was really good. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just joshing, bro. It sounds fire. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it, Will. I won't make, make it for you, bro. We gotta make it some time for us. All right, all right, James, right. Maybe, continue. Maybe. So we get there. Nobody's really there yet. We're the first ones to show up, and I'm like, yo, like, look at this beer. And like, you know, like I, I start sipping on it. Like, you know, whoever wants to try it, like they tried it, and like I, I drank maybe like a quarter of the can, and I'm just like sitting there, and I'm like, I'm, I'm get, I'm like fucked up. I'm like I, I can't I can't keep drinking this at this rate. I'm going to be belligerent before anybody gets here. How how fucked up are we talking? Um, I, so I, I was I was literally just sitting there on the couch. I like cracked it maybe five minutes ago, started you know, took like a couple like really good sips, and then I was just like sitting there like literally like basically like almost white. That's the, that's what someone else described oh, me God, as, and they were like is this is this similar levels of the night at the backyard festival that we went to when you were inebriated and passed out in the tent? No, the, uh, no, 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 not it didn't it didn't get there until later tonight, until later throughout the night. Whatever you've seen, James, this is definitely the worst. Yeah, this what is what we're about. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so basically i uh you know our, our joe fucking takes it into the fridge and he's like yeah you know we'll, we'll put that away for later and i'm like all right dope good like good call i i i felt that i was like already getting very drunk because it was like 18 percent. we like worked it out and that's kind of like a six pack like in one can Pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's listen, kids, listen, kids, this is what happens when you only smoke weed as your diet and you don't <laughs> consume alcohol regularly. Yeah, yeah, and and then you pull up big. James gets 2,000 calories a day out of weed smoke. Yeah, <laughs> weed smoke and bong water. Um, So, you know, more people start coming to the party, like, you know, we're having a good time. I start, you know. Wait, so you were already really water. drunk before anyone else had even gotten there. No, no. So, like, I, I wasn't already super drunk. Like, I felt myself that I was starting to get, like, drunk off of, like, the couple of sips that I took. And okay. I was like, all right, I got to put this away. And Joe Scudero was like, that's a great idea. Let me let me take that away from you. Um, and then I was like, okay, I'm just going to start drinking water. I was drinking water. I, I started feeling good. You know, more people started showing up. So I go and I, I grab one of, like, the lower percent beers that I brought. It was, it was only, like, a 4%. And I was sipping on that. We were having a good time. Um, and then just as the night continued to go, we were just, you know, taking, we were taking some shots, you know, and uh, I'll, I'll take over the rest of the story from here. Cause I feel like my perspective is, is funny. Okay. Dude, um, I, want a monta- I want a montage scene right now. You and Andy <laughs> slamming shots and some balls on the table. How's it looking, bro? <laughs> give me a, give me a visual Joe, lay down the visual for me. Yeah. 
Uh, everyone showed up. Eventually, everyone got to the party. We're all, we're all having a good time, just dancing. You know, Jello shots came out. Oh, regular shit. shots came out. We're all just having a good time. It got to the point in the party. I was. I think I only had like a, a couple of of seltzers, and that that was it. And um, oh shit, Zach's whipping his dick out for the story right now. Dang, I got you guys. It was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so i was i was pretty good and then i just hear um i hear somebody saying uh like oh our friend mo uh who's also there is like oh mo's outside throwing up so i, I heard that i'm oh, like all right no i'm like all right let me go outside i'll go check Dude, on him i don't my, i don't know who's boy, mo can't hang. so i go outside <laughs> and i find james spread out on the lawn vomit all over his his chest all over his pants in his beard in his hair i'm like what the fuck happened to this kid and why is nobody concerned about him i came out here for somebody else was he dead no he was like active he's like somebody get me water i'm like all right i literally (laughs) hardly remember how i got there bro dude what james is screaming yeah i got water they're like laying outside, no one's paying attention. Dude, the, so, na- the neighbors are like, are like looking out the window, peering out the. Is this dude in a desert? What the fuck? So I, I rolled up yeah, on. Yeah, uh, just, just quick detail. I'm gonna shit myself if I don't go poop right now. I'll be back in two seconds. I'm listening still. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you fucking poop through that. So, place. I rolled up on James. I find him uh, essentially at the point of death, and I. I take care of him. I nurse him back to health. I, keep, I get him. I do not kiss James on the mouth. Um, I, I want to make that very clear. I, I get him water. I get him a change of clothes. Oh I, I keep running back and forth to take care of this kid. This is when uh, your girlfriend was on the phone with you, Zach. I'm running back and forth. And I notice she's on the phone with you. So I pause. I'm like, let me say hi to Zach. Um Joe, so you, that's that, just what you, what you said cool. had me fucking rolling for like. Oh, I didn't. I didn't even hear about this. What is it? He was. It, it wasn't like that. Fu- it, it's not going to sound like that funny, but he essentially was like, you know, said hi to me, like you know, checked in, and then like walked away, and then like two or three other people started like kind of filtering in, like you know, Ryan yeah, they, they, they saw me on the phone, and like Ryan was like, oh, dude, so Zach's on the phone right now. Let me go talk to him. Right, right, right. Joe was shouting in the background, like. You know, uh, like I'm the only one that really cares. Like I did this first. Everyone else is like a poser. Like, <laughs> single-handedly claiming, right? Like, uh, like uh, saying, so I claim friendship and love over Zach. Sorry. You know, sorry. I kind of stole this idea from Olivia, but uh, <laughs> I was the first one to do it. But uh, so yeah, that I get. I'm just nursing James back to health. Uh, we're outside for maybe like 20 minutes to a half hour. Eventually, I convince him to like get up i'll take you to the bathroom you'll take a shower get changed you'll feel a whole lot better and uh kid was in the shower for oh you're cutting out it seemed like you mouthed 45 minutes you're cutting out baby oh no we're gonna have to cut this out in post we're gonna have to do so much editing i must have been in the shower for fucking forever dog it seems like he, it seems like he was trying to say forty five minutes. Yeah, sorry, my my uh, Wi Fi cut out there. Yeah, we hear you now. Um, so James was in the shower for like forty five minutes to an hour, 
And everyone at the party knew how fucked up this kid was. So they were understanding of what needed to be done for James. But it got to the point where, like, the girls really had to start using the bathroom. They don't want to pee outside, understandably. So I'm, like, trying to knock on the door just to see if James is alive here. Any sort of response. And I just get, not like, music still blasting. I can't hear him. There was music so, in the bathroom? In the background. Oh, okay. And so uh, our friend Kate helps me break into the bathroom with a penny. We unlock the door, and I bust in like a Navy SEAL. I'm like, Jimmy, are you all right? And he's just like washing his hair, just like kind of dancing back and forth. I'm like, okay, this kid's still alive. And, uh, you know, we clean James up. He's good to go, and he's on the couch for the rest of the night. But that's just how James almost died. And I single-handedly, with no help for, uh, by anybody else, I claim ownership of that as well. I saved his life. Literally, I don't know what I would have done without, without you fucking there, dude. I would have just, I would have just been dead. I went out there for Mo. I went out there for one lost cause. I found a significantly worse lost cause. <laughs> After I nurse you back to health, I'm hanging out with Andy for the rest of the night. And then we go outside, and he starts vomiting everywhere. Well, me and him are outside talking, and he like he said something like, and I was like, "Oh, okay, you need a water right now." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, that sounds good." I run inside, I get him a water, I come back. He threw up twice in the driveway in different spots, and then I find him in the woods vomiting. I'm like, "What the fuck happened?" I was gone for like five seconds. Can you please just, if you're going to vomit, vomit in the same place two times. And also oh, just dude. vomit on the lawn. Like if you vomit on the driveway the next day, it's going to be hot as shit. Uh, it's going to like bake onto the asphalt. Like, God, dude, bro, get it on like a living like thing. Yeah. So th- then I helped him. I helped nurse him back to health as well. And that's how, uh, that's how I'm the best. Uh, the story was about me the whole time. Dude, uh, Joe yeah. honestly came in so clutch, too, because he was he was pretty, like, Joe was drinking. You know, I told Joe to drink for this party. So he was not sober. But as soon as he saw the, the reality of the situation, Joe literally just sobered up on the spot. was like, I have to take care of these people. Yeah, I got to say, Joe, that seems to be like you get you get kind of uh, pigeonholed into that into that role pretty often where wow, I, th- I think he loves it. I, I can't believe I missed I can't believe I missed this fucking rager, dude. I honestly I do kind of like I like having the responsibility. I think that goes with the fact of why I want to be in law enforcement. I do like having the responsibility of taking care of others, of saving lives. Yeah, dude. Can I can I just like like go through like a quick snapshot and snap uh, snapshot of like my memories from like how I ended up getting to where I ended up being? I would love to hear that. Okay. So after I had the initial quarter of the Wagwan, you know, I start drinking the low percent beers, people start coming through. And then that's when that's when the jello shots and like shots of actual, I think it was like vodka or whatever, start coming out. So we did like some jello shots. I think there was two rounds of jello shots. We played uh, some fucking like flip cup or whatever the fuck for a little while. So we were drinking during that. I was still drinking my brews. I probably had an Imperial Sunshine at one point. And then I, I like, I'm I'm at the point where I should have stopped drinking, and I was like, "Get me the walk one." 
it's no. like, like, get me the Wagwan. James uh, did also say, like, before this party, he was going to get belligerently drunk. He yeah. kept hyping that up, and to be fair, he delivered. I delivered. <laughs> really quick, though. How much do I look like my mom if I put my hair? A hundred, a hundred billion percent. Fucking horrifying. That's so funny. I always wondered if I look more like my mom and my dad than that. Glory. Take some estrogen. You'll just be exactly (laughs) like your mom. Grow a couple of milkers. I'd be hot, bro. James, I think the 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 problem is that uh, you basically got really drunk and then you said, "Get me a bottle of wine." Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. And I ended up finishing at least like, you know, I, I I took it out again. It was like, you know, a party favor. And I was like, oh, you know, more people were here. I was like, look at this fucking beer. And they were like, oh, it's a sweet can. Like, design's so cool. And then they like turned it to like the 18%. They're like, what the fuck? And I remember I was, I was talking with our buddy, Alan, like, and, I, and like, we were just like bullshitting about it. And I was like, yeah, dude, you know, I got it from like my buddy or whatever. And he was like, dude, like, that's fucking sweet. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I think we're just going to finish it. Sad. Just sap shit, honestly. <laughs> just fucking finished it. And then I really don't remember exactly what happened to how I ended up being outside after that. Like, literally, the walk-on was like, it was like, I fucking, like, that was some fucking elixir that just sent me off. I remember I, I heard about Mo, and I was going outside, and I was just hanging out, and I was talking about Mo, and we were having, a, I think we were, like, listening to some music or whatever. And then I, I go decide. I'm like, man, I want to go lay down on the fucking lawn like i'm just like feeling like i want to lay down right now and i think that's just i must have thrown up i was just i was just baffled like because by the time i got out there you were cognitive enough to know to throw up like to your side but when i found you you were covered in vomit like drenched in it had to have been so i don't know (laughs) what the fuck you did i got three feet of air coming out of my mouth bro I, I guess that is what happened because you knew to lean to the side when I was out there without me I'm telling just, you. I'm just built different. Just built different. I, f- I feel like Andy was there at one point. Andy might have performed some, uh, he might have performed a drake out of me on me. Andy kicked you in the stomach. It was like, they'll make you feel better. <laughs> yeah, literally Jeez. kicked you while I was down. Well, speaking of getting really drunk, I am going to my first Durham Bulls uh, minor league baseball game tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I was going to let you guys choose what what I was going to pregame with. And so the only thing I was going to suggest was that, you know, the classic, the the Long Island classic is, you know, like a four loco in a. That's what I was going to say. In in a brown paper bag on the LIWR. That's that's what we do, Zach. When we go to the Mets game or we go to the beach, it's the four loco. That starts off the night right. Yeah. Because you also had a bad experience with them. Oh, my God. Loco. Even just thinking about a loco hitting my tummy right now, bro, makes me want to throw. Wait, are you saying I had a bad experience with the loco? No, James did. I did. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you were referring to that one time that I got so drunk at the game that I fell asleep at the friendlies after. Well, that's the same same night where James got on the car ride there that as soon as we parked he went to a porta potty and threw ah, up because i was gonna say that was not a bad experience that was a great experience especially since someone boxed up my food my chicky fingies for me <laughs> yeah, and, and you got it to go yeah i got it to fucking go <laughs> you were able to stay awake the entire ride get to the friendlies order your food and then just pass out <laughs> that's all i had in me i gave i literally gave all that i had <laughs> that i can fight vibe. no longer <laughs> 
I could I just couldn't fight anymore. You know, came to the 11th round and I uh, and I was done. You're like I can't do it. I got my Dude, block. Ah! We we got we had we were able to do some fucking smoke breaks. Oh, I think Joe's having a fucking Charlie horse or a heart I'll hit attack. Him with the, I'll hit him with the mute while he while he's screaming over there. We don't need to hear that. Oh, wow, he's, he's dying. dying. Oh, he's, he's dying. Right. He's I'll good. ask him to unmute. Can't forcibly unmute somebody unfortunately, which would be pretty fucking sweet. If you no, that's pretty good. Damn, you don't like need my like consent to mute me, but you need my consent to unmute me. <laughs> it's like fuck. America, you know. We can silence. You can be silenced, but you cannot uh, be forcibly unsilenced. But yeah, that was a Charlie horse I got in my left calf, and then I almost gave myself a Charlie horse in my right calf, right as I was explaining that. Wow. Oh my god. Incredible. My muscles, I will say my muscles are getting bigger from uh, all the, the physical activity I do at the academy, so I'm just kind of yoked out, bro. So all I did was like... <laughs> room. I just like clenched it, and it just tightened up, and I uh, almost died. Jeez. Not eating enough bananas is the problem. More tassy dog through my ass. Well, how was how was your bathroom? Dude, I took the sloppiest shit, and it was the kind where when I felt it in my stomach, I knew it was gonna stink. And it was like you ever have those ones where it's like you need to really push at the start, and then when you get that initial shit out, then the rest just comes falling out behind it. It was it was like that. Well, um, well, do you have two mics going? But yeah, I, uh, I, I loved, I loved hearing this. What? Do you have two mics going at the same time? Uh, it sounds like a pretty big discussion that you have a mic going for your actual like, computer, and then you also have your webcam mic on. Yeah, you sound like you're echoing, like, but within a millisecond of when you talk. Dude, this kid is really fucking us over. We, I am. We have a fan. Yes. Expects quality. You're the worst producer we've ever had. Dude, I don't know. It might be on one of your ends, honestly. It's you. It's when you talk. <laughs> Bro, we played it don't, on Xbox Live. Don't yeah. pass it off to any of us. It's you. You got two mics going at the same time. You got two mics. That's not even possible. I don't know it's what you... you asshole. You sounded good on Discord, and then when we started this, you have a very slight echo. Oh, it's been the entire time. It's not just when I got back. Yeah, I, I feel it's like been it the entire time. Just when he got back, it got worse. No, it's been the entire time. I wanted to bring it up earlier. I wanted to type it. Zach is a Zach's a Nazi and disabled chats and Zoom. Yeah, dude. There is no way that I did that, but also it's cool. We'll just edit this out in post. No, I didn't really leave it in. Just yeah, it's really even in. Completely raw and uncut. Fuck you, asshole. Only the Patreon subscribers. Fuck you, asshole. Asshole. All right, so uh, let's let's move on topics here. Um, yeah, well, only Zach can chat. Truly a Nazi. I can't believe this. Only Zach can chat. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. All right. Well, I guess Actually, I mean, none of this can tie me except for you. That's so you, funny. You have the power. I don't even know how I do power. Nothing to do about it. So this is what it was like to live in Auschwitz, huh? Can exactly. type in chat. Exactly. Well, now you so, know. Um, so uh, the the past month definitely hasn't been uh, it definitely hasn't been so pleasurable or easy for some of us. I know Zach, you're saying you've been having uh, a little streak of depression re- more recently. Uh, 
Oh, we're, we're popping into the sad girls club. We're, we're, yeah, the sad from bad girls, girls no, to I mean, sad girls. Over. We don't. We don't. We don't I, need to. We don't need to be sad while we talk about it. But, no, know, no, 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 no. Listen, this is the the one contribution James has made in any of the podcasts. He came up with a great name for this segment: the Sad, sad girls, girls Podcast. Club. That's so good. Come on, you gotta give it to him. You know what? I just, I just, I just want to say that not always can you be the baddest girl out there. Sometimes, you know, life's going to catch up to you. Life's going to get to you and, and you're going to be a sad girl. Um, and the way that you deal with that is really just what defines you as a bad girl. If you can't, if you can't deal effectively with the sadness, then, uh, then you may not be deep down a bad girl. You have to channel your bad, you know, brain. and really the only bad way to handle sadness is to either, you know, take it out on somebody else or just take it out on yourself. You know, you could handle it in any other way that you want. But I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, I think we've both been a, a few of us have kind of been going through it. Um, maybe me and me and Will in particular have, have mentioned it. Uh, Will probably for some 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 more some better reasons, we'll say, but we don't necessarily need to get into them. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, at least it's just been like, uh, it's been like, um, tough going in the, uh, in the old, uh, in the old PhD progression, uh, been tough, tough moving forward and stuff like that. Um, you, uh, in, in a lot of labs, I, I guess I, for a brief introduction, you'll be assigned like a mentor or like an, an older, you know, member or more experienced member of the lab to kind of walk you through. Um, what you want to be doing and what you want to be working on. And, uh, and, and often you'll go into a lab or sometimes you'll go into a lab that's similar to the undergrad research that you, that you did. So that's why, you know, most of our, most of you guys, most of our friends think that I do like, you know, a lot of, a lot of cancer research and, uh, and stuff and drug delivery research, stuff like that now, um, because that is pretty common that you'll go into a lab that you did originally do research in. Um, but for me, I went into a lab that was pretty much, you know, there's very different. And, uh, you know, I don't have like really a, a designated mentor. The only guy that I really, um, uh, do a lot of work with or has trained me kind of like one-on-one -on -one is, uh, yeah, well, we'll hope he doesn't listen to it, but he's kind of a piece, kind of a piece. <laughs> of um, I really do not Yikes. enjoy working with this guy. Um, don't What's the nickname. Ah, uh, this, this is uh, this is this is someone who's a staff member there. He is a research scientist. Okay. Yeah. So uh, so, so let's, let's call him like Dexter. thirty or so. Um, got his PhD in this lab and then continued to work for that work. Um, in our lab. After, um, he is um he's just like really not enjoyable to work with or be around. He can be very condescending. Is not very available. Um isn't necessarily like a mean guy, but is like one of the more inconsiderate people that I have met in my time in academia, like in, in like, you know, eight years of, or um, what, five years of, of upper level, you know, education. I've yet to meet anybody that has been so like, you know, willing to just inconvenience others for the benefit of himself. Um, so, so working with him has not been, been great especially since a lot of the stuff that he, I need his help for has been stuff that I don't really know how to do at all. Um, so, um, you know, a lot of stuff that I've done in the lab, a lot of the, you know, I have like four projects or so that I'm working on. Um, 
just haven't made anywhere near the progress that I want to be making, you know, doing a lot of the same things over and over again to get like unfavorable results. I'll do stuff like, you know, one day it'll work out and then I'll try it again the very next day in exactly the same way and it won't. And um, that was fine. And then three months of it, you know, four months of it goes by and you're like, like, okay, you know, this is getting to the point where like, I don't, you know, makes you question whether or not you went into the right field or went into the, you're doing the right things or if you can really handle, handle it. Like, you know, part of the thing is that like, you need to be really okay with failing and you need to be okay with, you know, you know, I asked the members of the, some people in my lab that I'm friends with, I was like, what do you guys do? Like when you just aren't making progress for an extended period of time, when you're like failing over and over again, and they're just like, if you figure it out, like write a book on it. Cause like every PhD student will buy it. And so that really kind of rocks you when you hear stuff like that. It's like, okay, if I'm going to be failing this much, like, and it's, and it's putting me in this bad of a mental state and it's like making me like hate going in every day and it's making me like really struggle with like getting excited about stuff that I loved you know six or seven months ago am I doing the right thing and that's that's hard for you know a person like me especially where it's like I thought that this is exactly what I wanted to do like you know for for years and years this is like I wanted to do research I wanted to go and get my PhD and like I wanted to get my doctorate and then to hit kind of an impasse where you're like I don't know if this is the standard for like you know, a first year PhD student, do we all struggle like this? I don't know. There's not like this open discourse of like how difficult it was for everybody. And everybody has their own struggles. Everybody has their own journey. And I understand that. But like at the same time, it's really hard to, to go from, you know, or to just go into a situation where you're like, you know, constantly met with like failure. And that's not something that, you know, you're really taught to handle or really taught to, to be okay with. Like failure in undergrad means that you're constantly getting bad grades, right? So success is getting good grades. So you're accustomed, if you're going to a PhD program, you're probably accustomed to a lot of success in undergrad. And then you go into, you know, doing your research and you're like, yeah, no, I know that there's going to be failures and there's going to be hiccups. I know there's going to be speed bumps and stuff like that. And then it's like, okay, well, can I get one thing, one very small thing to like work out in a positive manner, like stuff like that. And, and, you know, like it's tough, it's tough, especially when, you know, me and Olivia are really far apart and like, you know, the kind of like physical in-person support system like isn't necessarily there so you're kind of working through a lot of these things like largely by yourself and that can be uh that can be that can be pretty daunting so I don't know when when you say it out loud it kind of sounds like why is this really that much of a problem like but no. it, it's tough it's tough when you really like get into questioning like did I really make the right choice am I really in the right spot and, and stuff like that so the way I've kind of been going about it now is just been saying like I'm just going to, you know, keep, keep moving forward, try and prioritize like my mental health as much as I can. Like I've been like leaving lab like earlier than I normally would. Like I used to be going in like, you know, 10, 11 hours a day. Now I've been going in like a much more reasonable schedule. If I'm hitting like huge speed bumps, I'm just like, fuck it. I'm going home. Like I, you know, just because at this point, like, I just don't know how much more kind of, you know, like I almost want to use the word onslaught like how much more of that I can really be handling before I'm just like nah I'm out of this like I'm mm -hmm. I'm, I'm 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 all done like that's all I got in me so just trying yeah. to handle it the best I can and figure that eventually things will either turn around or they just won't and I'll deal with that bridge when I come to it yeah I mean the, the thing with failure is like nobody likes to fail but the thing that everybody goes through is that 
you have to fail in order to succeed. You go through these periods of like fucking up or not knowing what you're doing. And maybe you will get to the point of questioning if you've made the right decisions to be where you are now. But the reality is you've already made it this far and you're going to continue and get through it. And you're going to be, I know speaking because I know you personally, I know you're going to get through it and it's, you're going to look back and be like, Oh, that was fucking nothing. Like yeah. that only inconvenienced me for this part of my life. But I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I fucking made it through and it was piece of cake. No. Yeah. I, I, I really appreciate that. I mean, like I was talking to my mom about it, you know, the other day and she was like, well, do you think you could just like, like if you're this unhappy, like with the, with how everything's going, like you don't need to stay there. Like there's no like stipulation that like you need to be there. And I was like, yeah, but like, I know that if I don't like kind of push myself to like the absolute edge, like if I'm not like, you know, literally like breaking down and being like, I can't, I literally cannot do this for another second. I know that six months after I'm going to be like, I could have done more. Like I could, I could have tried harder. I could have pushed myself further. So like, it's, uh, it sucks because I, I know myself pretty well, which is good, but I also, but it's also bad because it means that like, I won't really give up on something that I want until the point where it's like physically like mm-hmm. it for me. And it's probably already done more damage than it's worth. Well, I think you've already started taking the right steps. Cause I know I you've, when we have talked about your lab and how much you go in and you did talk about having some sort of burnout already within your first year of your PhD program. So I think that is the the right first step. And when you're just like, Oh, like I'm, I'm going home now. Like I, I've, I've already spent however many hours in the lab. I don't need to be in here for 12 hours a day. I'm going to go home. I'm going to rest my body, rest my mind, and I'm going to come back and I'll hit it again tomorrow, maybe with a, a different mindset, try new things out. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's kind of just the way that I've been. It, it seems it. like you are on the right path already saying that you're starting to just prioritize your mental health. And now, like, obviously, especially coming from – as a guy like it's not easy to talk about your feelings as much especially things that uh, upset you or get you depressed so the fact that you're here right now talking to us about it i think you you've already taken major strides in the right direction to make yourself feel better and get through the situation wow what a, what a, what a progressive mindset joey mine will be real quick i just gotta say you just you just gotta believe all right. <laughs> you gotta believe in the you that Joey believes in. All right. Wow. <laughs> Thank you for that. Damn, James, I was just about to shit on you, but then you made it about me, so I stopped. <laughs> it's kind of from an anime. Kind of yeah. butchered it. Whatever. It's all, it's exactly. all right. The, the girl and the guy came through. I I, I heard what you, I heard what you were going for. You ever just try <laughs> believing in yourself, Zach? Believe yeah. you try that before. You know what? That's a good point. I, I should should try doing that a little more. Just you know, believe in myself, like uh, like an anime protagonist, and then nothing can stop me. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's kind of just been what's what's been getting to me, and uh, and uh, hopefully, like you know, like I said, like there's kind of like there's two options. Either I I will, you know it turns around and things start going well, and maybe there's like a kind of breakthrough moment where things just kind of fall into place. Um, and maybe it just doesn't, and we, see how, we just see how, like for now, we just see how that goes. That's exactly what 
it's gonna be i re- i truly like I, i've already made some jokes about like uh being a narcissist this episode so i feel like i'm nailing this on the head so i don't mean to make this about myself but the best way i can truly relate to that is my time in the academy right now like every day for the past five weeks or majority of the days we show up we're there we get very minimal sleep like we're all tired and shit we're on the drill floor at like 6 30 and we have the instructors in our face yelling at us pointing out every little thing we get wrong every or almost every single day and it fucking sucks especially like because they physically punish us when we're tired and it's early and majority right, right, of the show you're in the academy dude dude shut the fuck up you have you've had no input so far <laughs> and it sucks especially when like majority of the shit is out of your control because it's other people fucking up just like this dude who is kind of a piece of shit who's your mentor like i'm i'm getting physically punished for shit that other people are fucking up on and there's nothing i can really do about it but we've now started to get to the point where there are days where we don't fuck up and we don't get punished and we're getting through, like, we're getting over that hump, and it's starting to feel good. And shit's just starting to fall into place. And I feel like that, I'm not like too spiritual, but I truly feel like that does just kind of happen with the majority of problems people have in their lives is that you, you work at it and things just kind of seem to work themselves out, and you get through what you're working, like what's bothering you. Yeah, like, I, th- I think that, you know, a lot of problems, like not every, not all of them, but with enough work, like, you know, and enough struggle and enough, like, you know, just pushing yourself, like eventually you end up getting through them. And I'm just kind of hoping that that's, that what, what's happening right now is one of those and, and not necessarily like, you know, something that one, one of those kinds of problems where it's just like, maybe I should have just quit like while I was ahead and then and, and figure something else out. But, you know, I'm, uh, I'm Zach, trying to be positive. Zach, listen, man. I think that the distress that you're expressing um, kind of uh, perfectly um, places you in in where you are and and makes sense for why you should be there. Because like you were pointing out, I mean, academic wise, uh, you have been pretty much stellar all throughout uh all throughout grade school and into undergrad and uh like anyone who knows you knows that good whiz kid it's yeah it's it's just an innate drive for you to complete at the highest academic level possible and now you've taken on the challenge of going into a research program where you're kind of met with the type of challenges that you can't just study for a test and pass it and I think this is really like the really the perfect spot for you to be in because school wasn't going to last forever. And, and that was what you dominated in, in every aspect of life. And I think that this is really going to be a challenge that you come out of and, and allows you to to see everything in your life in a new way in terms of a challenge that you can overcome because you, you're going from having uh, tests to study for and complete to having research that you need to, that, that there is no, there is no solved answer for. And then you're doing tests constantly and you're so emotionally invested in it that it's, it's destroying you. Um, and I, I think, I mean, obviously that's an indication of a great mind. And obviously it's an indication of the kind of person that needs to be in that position because in a certain way it is a sacrifice. I mean, like real, real research that needs to be done is, is grueling work and it's not easy, but it needs to be done. 
and it's not the kind of thing that majority of people can do. So I feel like if, if you can if you can get through this time period and come out of it understanding that this is this is the new form of you challenging yourself in that way, then I think it, it's going to become something that you really enjoy. Yeah, I mean, that's that, I think that's a really great point that like, you know, it, it, it definitely is something that I've never really had to experience before where it's like there's no one really guiding you that there's no one that's really guiding you there's no like real answers it's like you have to figure the whole thing out yourself and like in the past you know it's just been if I study hard enough and if I just you know do the problems enough times then I'll just get a good grade and like you know I I, I think that's you know you're right that eventually I had to get to a point where I had to go outside my comfort zone of not knowing like exactly what was coming next or not knowing like exactly how to solve a, solu- a, a problem and actually expand on, you know, some, some skills or knowledge that would help me solve problems that don't have answers and, and, and be part of a community that, community that does that. So yeah, that, that, that actually does make me feel a lot better to, to, to hear said like that. Um, you know, so I'll, I'll have to try and keep that in mind going forward. Yeah, dude. I mean, you're, you're just taking your natural skills and converting them into something more. And that's not an easy process and it's not going to be, but I think, I mean, what your mom had said about like one, like possibly going somewhere else. I mean, that, that isn't, if you went anywhere else, it wouldn't be any different really. Yeah, right? exactly. It would just kind of all be the same thing. Yeah. So like, I mean, again, this is only your first year, dude. Like it's, you've got time to, you've got time to figure this out. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> if i make it that far it's not hopefully dog hopefully i'll uh, i'll emerge from this a beautiful butterfly or a or a leathery moth or either yeah, one i, I think, you, I think are... you want to be a moth moths are stronger Dude, than butterflies. moths are disgusting are they do you think butterfly versus 10 butterflies versus 10 moths who wins moths probably the moths really actually it it, it depends daytime or nighttime it also depends on the type of moth and type of butterfly. That's true. See, see, Zach, this is the community that you need to become a part of. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good point. This is the kind of research I need to be getting into. I, I don't know what I've been wasting my fucking time with. Yeah, more more into the moths. Well, you gotta get into the moths versus the butterflies. Moth be butterfly. But yeah, I mean, enough about me. I've spilled. I've spilled the guts. I've rearranged my guts. Oh shit! This got sexual. On uh, on the pod. I'm dummy hard right Damn. now. So yeah. So Will, Will, what about you? Do you wanna you wanna get get in on the sad girls club? Yeah, sure. So as you guys know, and as our one. <laughs> oh, did I not mean my mic there? Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> no, you did not, skinhead Joe. All right. Um, <laughs> As our, uh, we are, we are, we are mostly get the gist of the situation, but basically my girlfriend has broken up with me and, uh, I've been going through a pretty rough breakup for the past month. And it was the kind of thing that, uh, nobody really saw coming and wasn't necessarily wanted on either of our parts, but, uh, was sort of just the, the necessary position for things to go into. And, uh, yeah, it's been it's been pretty excruciating. So yeah, uh, okay. So so 
you know, like, I, I guess my question, my question in that regard, it's, you know, is like, how do you, I, I guess it's kind of sh shitty, but like, how do you feel about the whole thing? Like, obviously you feel terrible about the whole thing, but are you like largely, you know, understanding and kind of okay with moving forward with your life or are you still pretty hung up on it? Like either, like, you know. Um, you know, the, pa the past, the past two days, I've, even just the past few days, I feel like there's been a little bit of a shift, um, in, in my, uh, handling my emotions. It, it really has not been easy for me, uh, because it wasn't a clean cut type of thing where she was like, oh, I don't want to be with you anymore. And this is over. And, and, uh, like she broke up with me, like she didn't break up with me in person or anything. Uh, the last time I saw her, we were still together. And then she basically kind of just told me that she wanted to take a break and uh, because it was necessary. And um, so it's been like a real limbo. And uh, so up until the past couple of days, it's, I mean, it's just been on my mind at all times. And I, I, I do things to distract myself and uh, I, I can have fun and occupy myself. But then the second that those things are, are gone and, I'm thinking about it again and it's been pretty rough with my dreams I like every single night I just have dreams about it and it's like really uh, inconvenient yeah I mean I, I can relate to this uh very well and I mean this might sound like just obvious advice but truly like the best healer is time like time will be your best friend in the long run with uh getting over these these feelings and I mean, I, I still have uh, dreams about my old relationship too. And it sucks to have them, but uh, as time goes on, you just start to not feel as attached and you start to just heal. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I know. But like the, so like the complication has been that I didn't know if this really was the end or not. And I kind of didn't want to believe it was. And, uh, and and I didn't have necessarily a really rooted reason to believe it was, but as the as as time has been going on, I've kind of had to accept that it's just going to end that way. And um, it's also really difficult because we still haven't seen each other in person yet, and she doesn't want to see me right now. And uh, so I've, for me, it doesn't really feel like it can it can be over, and I can just move on until there's that closure because. You know, I mean, she she has gone through something really traumatic, and I understand that we go through something traumatic. It, nothing really else does matter in that in that time, and uh, so it's been really difficult for me because I I have all these negative thoughts about myself and me not mattering to her or the relationship ever mattering. But I'm, the past two days, I've been really just trying to let go of like those thoughts because that's just me hurting myself, not her hurting me. And I know that she's just trying to do what's best for her right now. And I can respect that. And I do have a lot of respect for how she's handling the situation because it wasn't an easy choice on her part. I know that. So it's, it's just a really complicated situation. And I, I felt very attached to her and I was completely committed to the relationship and I'm not really one to get in and out of relationships easily. And I don't take them very lightly. So um, it's, it's just been fucking tough, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you good. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, all I was gonna say is that you know she's obviously gone through you know, 
we'll say like an undisclosed like traumatic experience for her and 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 that we all kind of see see understand that you're like a kind of person that like you only really get into a relationship with somebody if you know that you kind of want to be with them for like you know an extended period of time or if like you're going to settle in with them and be like okay this is like a, a person that I like maybe not not want to marry but like this is a person that I want to dedicate my my time to because you're kind of like a pretty free-spirited person what the way that like she's kind of handling it like obviously people handle trauma in their own kind of ways is not necessarily like fair to you to kind of leave you out in the cold like I get that you know you want to be you're being really understanding about it and you're being like really great about it but you're, you also need to realize that like, you don't necessarily really deserve to like have, you know, she should have like broken up with you in person. She should have like, you know, explained things to you in person. She shouldn't like be giving you like the, the, the respect and stuff like that. And you've had, you know, some tough breakups in the past and, and, and it sucks like as your like best friends, we, it really hurts us also to watch it and, and, and know that like you do genuinely, you know, deserve like a person that's gonna make you as happy as like you're you make them as often as you do so i mean uh, obviously you know it's, it's it's a tragic thing that she's going through it's really difficult for her but you know i think looking at it you know in in the way that you're saying where you don't want to be destructive you don't want to be like you know you, you're hurting yourself and it's not like she's hurting you that's kind of the way that you need to be moving forward with it from now on is that like you need to do what's kind of best for you because she's doing what's best for her. Right. And you're recognizing that and, and that's fine, but you need to start doing what like you think is best for you. And you need to start prioritizing the way that you feel about things and not necessarily her anymore because you guys aren't each other's like, you know, you're not each other's problem, like for the time being. Yeah. And like, you need to, you need to worry about like how you're, how happy you're, you are and how your mental health is and you're, how you're, you're handling the situation because right now you need to be your number one priority. And the thing with uh, you, I, I get what you mean by saying like you didn't really get the closure that you feel you need, but with with how this situation has unfolded, I I don't I wouldn't even say that you're looking necessarily for a closure by meeting with her in person. Maybe the I, I'm just speaking from my own personal experience now, and I'm projecting it to your situation is that maybe you want to just meet up with her like one last time and in your mind you're thinking it's for closure but in the reality maybe you're hoping that you know something it, things could spark back up or things can change and be different when the reality is you're not going to get that closure and that's the reality of a, a lot of these tough breakups is you have to be your own closure you have a support group in your family and your friends that are going to be here for you because it's, it is a lot to take in mentally and emotionally. And the best thing for you is to, to realize like it, it ended how it ended. You can't change what happened. If, if her feelings were different for you, she would be reaching out right now or, or vice versa. I think it's just best to, to, to move on with how it is and, and create your own closure from the situation. Yeah. And, and, and to what Joe's saying, like, that doesn't mean that you don't have you like, you can absolutely feel however you feel about it and deal with it. However you feel about it, but deal with it. Like you can be sad about it. It's not like a way of saying like, get over it. Like, you know, you know, just keep moving forward with it. But like exactly what Joe is saying, where it's like, you need to realize that maybe some of the ways that you're kind of going about, like wanting to have solved it and wanting to gain that closure are maybe not what you're truly going for and you're maybe hoping that like something might be different and and you don't really know if that's going to be true like you can 
by keeping this like place in your heart open for her, you kind of close off like a lot of the ways that you can move forward with your own life. And, and it, it sucks because, you know, I like, we've all gone through shitty breakups. Like I can't imagine like how terrible it would be right now if me and Liv weren't together anymore. And I can't imagine how difficult it would be for me to be like, okay, you know what? It's that's over. I need to move on with my own life. So I'm talking like completely like, you know, from a standpoint that I might not necessarily be able to, to do myself, but you know, you, you, you need to, or it, it, it will probably help you to move forward in a way that doesn't necessarily involve her feelings affecting what your next actions are. Real quick. I can just attest to that exact situation, man. It, that does not end well, you know, like, like it, personally with with my experience it was like you know i ended up with with my ex i basically like went to school in the city like to be with her and like right before that like you know she like she broke up with me and i was like it totally completely in the same situation and you know definitely like absolutely tried to like make it work to the best of my ability and i only ended up getting myself more hurt over it and that's i i think it was not worth it for me to even have done that so just based off of that i can i can tell you to you know where i stand at least yeah no i mean i, I hear you understand and, and this is all stuff that i've thought to myself obviously because i've been through this before and uh well not this I, I've, I've been through breakups before but this is really just such a complicated situation yeah absolutely because uh you know like i i know like, it would be one thing if, if she was just kind of wafering around on the way she was feeling out of nowhere. And and I could just kind of objectively say, like, you know, like, I don't, I don't need this. But at the same time, I know that it, it's just hard because she's obviously, like, somebody that I care really deeply for. And she was some, like, the, the person that I was most intimate and close to. And I know that she's hurting really bad. And that, that, that's kind of what sparked all of this is something so awful that hurt her so badly that, that it kind of shut a lot of her life down. And it, it, I, I don't expect anybody to, I mean, I, I, I hear your advice, but it, it's tough. It's tough getting advice when, when it's such a unique situation and there's so much emotion not necessarily even having to do with you. Like, I know that a lot of this doesn't have to do with me. Almost none of it has to do with me. I mean, if this didn't happen, we would, we would still be together. Yeah, but, but if this didn't happen, I mean, it's hard to talk about it and not go into the details of what happened. But if this were to not have happened, I mean, I and she had the feeling she is portraying right now it i think it just would have caused problems in your relationship down the line and that this would have been an issue at some point regardless this this event is just what caused it to surface now exactly like think about the reasoning behind it and then it's like was that gonna that that was kind of always had to have been an underlying problem I mean, we can go into, we, like, I, I think we all have more and insu- more insightful, more helpful things to say, like, outside of the context of, like, you know, a public podcast, because we're talking, it, it, you know, unlike my situation, we're talking about another person directly that, like, you know, involves them. We might not want to be, like, you know, outing them as, for whatever reason. But, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the problem had to have always been there. And, and maybe, yeah. 
in a way, in, in literally the shittiest way I can phrase it, possibly a blessing in disguise to, to have this kind of come up now. And, you know, because we're kind of getting to the point in our lives where like, we might want to be in like these old, like very committed relationships and these very like, you know, long-term relationships. Like what happens if this came up three years later and then yeah. all that time had passed and you were fully committed. And then it's like, yeah, maybe everything would have been great, but also maybe, you know, maybe it, it, it may not have been. And maybe this is too raw for you to want to hear that or, or, or see that or, you know, and maybe that's not even the case, but that's, yeah. And I know that you, you of course, expressed concern for like her feelings because, I she she's in a very tough situation too and like when when was the last time you you reached out to her and like asked how she was doing well she she just not to say that you have to do that but no no I I well I haven't been doing that because she she like didn't want me to and I was respecting that and leaving her alone and um but she texted me today and uh told me that she hoped I was doing all right and that she thinks of me often and uh yeah. yeah i mean yeah that's gotta be really tough it's that. gotta be that's gotta be like you know to to have this kind of like kind of weird nebulous like con state of contact it would almost be easier like you know if you guys broke up on bad terms you didn't like each other Absolutely. like Absolutely. You're, you're you're in the hardest situ situation like short of literally her dying and you not getting closure in that way like you are in the hardest type of breakup situation right now and, you know, it's just one of those things where, where it's really kind of, it's still pretty new and it's still pretty raw and, and, you know, there's, there's not a ton of ways to, to, to get through that hurt, you know, like there's not, there's no, there's no words or, or like actions that you can say, or we can give you. That's going to be like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel way better that's now. Thanks guys. Way to go. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, solve welcome. the case. You crack the case, but you know. I know, and, and I mean, that's, like, it's, it's honestly, like, like, that's why it's hard for me to talk about with people, and, like, I haven't really talked about, like, I, I don't go out of my way to talk to anybody about it, if, if they'll ask me about it, then I'll talk about it, but it's just hard, because, like, obviously, advice is what people want to give in, 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 this, in this situation, but it's just not the kind of thing that I even need advice for, it's just, yeah, Dude, it's I just, it's just it's just day after day it's just moving and yep. and time will go on like just said and i'll end up i'll end up okay and i know i will but it's yeah. just it's pretty miserable dude this is this is literally the best like venue for you to vent your feelings you know it's like your your three closest friends on a zoom call and your mother we will listen to this later who's like a, a trained psychologist uh so i think <laughs> I think this is the perfect situation to let all those feelings out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've, I've, I've talked, talked to her. Yeah. Like she, she, no, she, yeah, of course. Of uh, course. Could you I got, yeah. That's this knowledge bomb on the pod. Yeah, that's one <laughs> thing I was like, you can was like chewing at the bit right now. Like, <gasps> but really quick before that, I mean, well, what you could do is this is, this is essentially like, you know, if you've ever had a like, long-term girlfriend, you, you, you learn this really quickly is that like, when you talk to, when, when your girlfriend will tell you things or when like, anyone in general will tell men things you know the first thing is like okay well how how do we solve this like what can what can i say to you to like make this better like what can, what are our actions from here like you know guys want to like fix shit and then like your girlfriend will get mad at you and it's like fucking stop like i literally just want to like talk about how like my coworker is like mad fucking annoying like i don't need you to tell me to like i need to go to hr and shit and like you know figure that out like that's like just classic male shit 
you but like for for us and you know you have great friends at, at new Paltz too like you know you can always just say like uh like just say i don't really want to be hearing advice right now i just kind of want to like talk about this and 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 talk about how shitty it is and if you just like could sit there and just shut the fuck up and just listen for like a half hour like that's can you just do that and no one everyone's gonna say yes to that like everyone's gonna be like yeah definitely yeah yeah All, off the podcast will i could tell you about i mean my experience is is very similar to yours in a sense and uh yeah it put me through a lot and i only ever told one person like the full extent of it and it was very recent it was james but uh i could very much equate it uh to yours and not give you advice but just tell you like my experience and what was good for me and what was bad for me if you uh needed to hear that and i'll record that conversation and then if anybody venmos me like 20 30 bucks like i'll send them that recording and then they can contribute to that That's <laughs> and then we're making money and then we're making fucking money uh dude we should have fucking totally did the ad read right before the sad girls part bro oh, fuck. right but what i was yeah uh so pretty we kind of whiplash here but you guys want you guys want to hear something funny that i learned about myself recently I, I recently learned that I am a homosexual. You got me. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I recently learned that um, I have a, 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 not a phobia, but I, I'm, I, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if I use a public restroom and I'm like using a, like a, like a stall, like if I'm like, you know, t- taking a shit or something, then I can't, I, if somebody else is in the bathroom, I will always either consciously or subconsciously wait until they completely leave the restroom before i get out and wash my hands oh before you wash your hands interesting like i won't leave the stall i thought you were gonna say like before you drop the deuce no like i like i feel like very uncomfortable like getting out of the stall and being like yeah like i don't know what it is like i can't get out i have to make eye contact with this person and then we have to know that i just took a shit like i don't know like you're caught in the act for shit yeah like they caught me doing something bad that's that. so funny that's, that's like, like when a dog walks out from behind the table after just shit and it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like trying to sneak away that's what i'm telling you dude like I, I i just like i i recently learned this about myself and i was like what is this weird like fucking phobia that i have where like i can't like look someone in the eye after i take a shit like what am i a fucking like wounded animal it's <laughs> <laughs> like you just gotta open that door I gotta, I yeah. Take a step I gotta, out. I gotta confront my 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 greatest fear and just really just open the door. I gotta go into shit a full door open. I gotta go into shit a without even shit. shutting the door, so that exactly. way you never have to open it. I need to shit in the sink in front of everybody. And then they're like, "Dude, what are you doing?" And I'm like, "It's exposure therapy." Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I need to do it. I'll go oh, dude, get you, guys, you guys, you guys want to hear something really fucking bizarre that? Uh, I just kind of found out this past week about me and Lars. Um, You're both gay. No, we're not both gay, but we both we both did something very gay. strange in middle school that I thought I probably was, gay. was only this. I was probably the only person that I would ever know to do it, and I thought it was really strange. Now, um, we had both jerked off into a urinal in the school bathroom. Uh, oh my god <laughs> yeah leave it to both of you and, to do some weird ass shit like that and yeah, i i, I, I thought that one. 
I thought that I was, I thought that when I had told him the story, I was going to be getting like a reaction out of him because, you know, I, I, I had always thought back to this as like something really strange that I couldn't tell you why I ever did. But then, but then, but then the second I told him, he goes, I'll do that too. And I had to confirm, I was like, we're talking about the urinal. You stood at the urinal and jerked and leaned against it and jerked off into it. And he's like, yep. And I was like, oh, whoa. What are the odds? You truly were meant for each other. What are the odds? You guys are literally meant to be. Middle school or high school? Middle school. Middle, oh my I guess that's like a little bit better. Did you go to the bathroom just to jerk off? Did you like ask the teacher to leave just to jerk off? Well, the thing was, there was a bathroom attendant who had really big breasts, and she was very attractive. No way! And and I, I would, I, I had gone into a bit of routine of going to the bathroom to see her, and then going to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) And and one time, I, I couldn't tell you why, but one time, I guess I was just like, maybe I thought of it as a challenge. To like see if I could jerk off in the urinal, and it was probably the most exhibitionist thing I'd ever done. And then uh, I won't say his name, but he was in the Boy Scouts with you guys. And I'll give you his initials and G. Type. Um, and type, uh, it. type it in the chat. <laughs> okay, hang on, type it. But uh, while I was doing it, he walked in. Uh, yeah, you got it. Um, while I was doing it, he walked in and like walked to the urinal next to me to take a piss, and uh, oh. and was like, "Hey, what's up, man?" And I'm like, "What's up, dude?" And I just like leaned against the urinal and like stopped for the moment, and then waited for him to finish pissing and leave, and like pretended like I was still pissing, and then like got back to it and finished the job. And and this was when I was this was when I was still this was when I was blown blanks. Like there there was a long period of time in my jerk off career where I was just, I, nothing was coming out. And those were the glory days, honestly. No cleanup. Dude, not, not a single care in the fucking world. <laughs> just all the, all the dopamine, just none of the, none of the hassle afterwards. Wow. That is, um, that is crazy. Did, did Lars also jerk off to a large breasted, um, bathroom attendant? No, I think he had like a, a Shrek 2 collectible that he brought in there with him. Was it like donkey? It was Shrek. Oh, what do you mean? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just it was Shrek. Yeah, was it a uh, handsome no, Shrek? Is handsome. Will was it a uh, was Not the wrong. bathroom attendant the, the uh, driver's ed instructor? <laughs> what? Oh, you remember the bathroom attendant that was also the driver's ed instructor? No, it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't Elky. <laughs> oh my god, Elky, it was Joanne. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. I, I think that it's about time that we move on to the fan mail yes. segment of the podcast. We've 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 made we've made our fan oh wait God. long enough. We should have said it at the beginning that we were going to open it and uh, tell her not to skip to the very end because there's surprises throughout the entire podcast that she cannot miss. Oh, she's before. a loyal listener, bro. She's she's gonna listen to the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, come on, she's Fair the enough. goat. She's the best. All right, all right, so. 
how are we going to do this? Should we, should we all open it? So, so here's the thing. My mom put it, my mom wrote a card in each of ours that, that we're going to read, but I, but she put an additional card in mine that I, I'm supposed to read to all of us after we've all read our individual cards. And, and we'll, 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 well, well, are they similar gifts? Like, are they? Yes. Kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then yeah, we'll, we'll all open them at the same time. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, why don't we why don't we do this? Do we wanna do we wanna open it and, and read the cards first and then look at the gift, or do we wanna look at the gifts then read the cards? I read. I say read the card. I always go. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's, Let's go, go with the cards first. Okay. All right, mom. We're now finally opening the. All right. I have the card. This has been. This package has been haunting me. This is for the on the front of the envelope for me. It says for the in quotes make police officers great again end quotes bad girl. So that's my bad girl official title. I'm I'm the silent musician. (laughs) (laughs) Mine mine says for the naked woods crawler bad girl. Zach, what's yours? Mine says for the exploding nose in the lab, bad girl. <laughs> Dude, I still had I up until today, I still had the mask that was covered in blood in uh on accident. Like I just never threw it out. <laughs> I found the day I was like, oh, this is disgusting. Dude. I I just read my card. <laughs> I'll re- I'll I'll start. I'll read mine out loud. Okay. Says, I have no doubt that you would never engage in police brutality, but you always seem to be one episode away from kneeling on James's neck. Oh. <laughs> it's oh, so fucking funny. That's so fucking funny. That's a fucking savage joke, dude. Wait, can you, can, can you, I'm sorry, can you reread it, please? Yeah. She said, I have no doubt that you would never engage in police brutality, but you always seem to be one episode away from kneeling on James's neck. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, that's fucking hilarious. That's so funny. Oh, boy, boys. She she really put me on blast on my voice. What did he say? All right, so mine says... Okay, so maybe they're right when they say your arms are a bit too long for your body. <laughs> but I'm sure your extended reach comes in handy when maneuvering that flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> Yo! Holy shit. Oh my god. Oh my wow. god. Fucking so sick, dude. What's your second card? Uh, no, no, the, the second, second part is for everyone. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'll read that after. Holy shit. Zach, you want to wow. go? Mine's, mine's kind of a zinger. All right, yeah, yeah. Mine says, you claimed your nosebleed happened because of allergies, but I suspect it happened after the podcast of the periodic table. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's fucking cool, I'm telling you. <laughs> it's so sick. Oh, man. All right, so... <laughs> So I've thought about the dilemma of your mom and girlfriend switching bodies after smoking magic weed. You couldn't answer, and the guys thought the answer was obvious. But you're all wrong. The answer is fuck them both and get two monster mashes. 
Damn, holy shit. I mean, to be oh fair, that is coming God. from a lesbian, so she would want to fuck them both. Come on. Dude, I don't know. That's actually kind of fucking smart. That's kind no, of yeah, that, that's a great answer. Ash is fucking genius. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. The fucking Damn. double mesh. Wow. Oh my God. Dude, she's got a comedian in her mouth. Yeah. yeah. Oh I love my God. card. That shit is she's so funny. Yeah, when, is, when is your mom doing stand-up, dude? I, I, th- I think I think deep down there's a part of her that will always want that for herself. Um, you should, I, w- I would show up. All right. So yeah, I would show up. I've, I've got the, the last letter that's uh, addressed to all of us, and I'll open it up now. Probably could open it in advance. Okay. She said, I hope you know this was all in fun. I thoroughly enjoyed listening and think if you think you guys are doing a great job. Wow. Uh, wow. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We still have the actual package itself. Yep, yep. And now, and, and now we're going to take the, the package out. So yeah, the delay in the package is on me. Apparently, North Carolina takes a little while to uh, to get the lab to get the uh, to get the um, the mail. Well, it was that, and then we just stopped recording because we all became incredibly vi- busy. Yeah, we all did get pretty busy at the same time. Yeah. Okay, so, so if you look, look at the barcode, it'll say what it says. What it is. <laughs> 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 no way! We all got no the same thing. No fucking way! Yeah. We got Rob Hems. We got fucking Rob Hems. Oh my god. What color is everybody's? Hold them up. We got bad girl Rob Hems. <laughs> mine, mine is meant to look like a naked man's body. That's incredible. Oh my god. I got nice blue flames. Mine's like, mine's like blood covered on the back. It says, I'm fine. <laughs> Zach's got, got the nosebleed wrong. Bro, I'm about to put this on right now. Yeah, I agree. James, what, what is yours? What is it? Oh, it's a little triple clef. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get changed to the romp him. Yeah, let's, let's put, put these on. on. I'm working this shot right now. Dead oh, air, I'm gonna look fucking dead air, but this. it's for the romp him. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, does it have a zipper? Damn. Hold on, check this out. Wow, I'm about to wear this, like, out to, like, Harris Teeter and shit. Dude, I'm gonna have to get a song we, to wear with this. We, shit to we, my we, ass. we need to all wear these out at some point. Uh, yeah, one billion percent. Dude, the next time that uh, ba- the bad girls get together in person, we're, we gotta wear them. Yeah, our next outing out as well. Like, we need to wear this shit in public. Oh, yeah, yo, yo, James, that actually looks stupid fly. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, 
dude. Oh my god, I can't believe we're all proud owners of Romp him. Wow, I can't yeah, I, I cannot fucking believe that we all own a romp him now. I guess <laughs> your mom really does listen after all. Well, and now we never we we know who looks good in a romp him, and it's fucking all of us. Yeah. I love that these have collars. <laughs> I was just wondering why the collar is necessary. Because <laughs> it makes you look fucking sweet, dude. And you can unzip it more to get some of the chest hair out. James, you're going to like that one. James with his brush of, of, of chest hair. Wow, actually surprisingly comfortable. Wow, Will, that really does look like you're naked at first glance. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. Wow, kind of turned me on a little bit. Well, Will's naked and Zach just murdered somebody. These are fucking incredible. Damn, dude, I gotta go. These are so nice. Dude, look, this badass probably looks like a naked. Yeah. <laughs> Will, you gotta fucking like wear that around the house. Yeah. <laughs> just have your head in the fridge and constantly stick your ass out, see who comes in for a little poke. Wow, well, these. No fucking cap. Incredible. I think I might unironically look good in this. No, that, that looks pretty fresh. Like, also, these are kind of sick. Like, I'm kind of picturing these would be sick to use, uh, like, while riding bikes. Like, we all Dude, get, like, a tiny little, so like, like, uh, like, the dildo seat bike. city bike, yeah. Yo, we all have to get on a barcicle, like, a, like a four-person, like, barcicle. And get hammered wearing these rompings. Yeah, they do, do that. I, I know somebody um who I used to work with at the movie theaters who opened up a, a one of those types of things at Patchogue. Yeah, they started their own. I heard about yeah. that. Dude, we, we gotta, gotta do a live podcast on one where we bring my mom out on it and we just get drunk yes. and do a live podcast. Oh, shit. Well, the thing is, then we need to get your mom a romper. Oh shit! Oh, the romper. No, no, she, she doesn't, doesn't have a fucking romper. No, bro. Why gotta fit in. Him? All right. Well, then we have to get her a romper. We then that's even better because we get to choose the romper. Then yeah, perfect. Ooh, or we, or, Will, you got that's some fucking so silk good. screening equipment there? I'm sure. I uh, yeah, that will make the romper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we just buy like a like a like a certain color romper and then you silk screen it. Oh. Uh, what are we? Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll, we'll work the details. We'll out. workshop it. We'll workshop it. Well, well, this is incredible. This is unfucking believable. Awesome. I couldn't imagine anything would live up to the hype of watching, looking at this every day when I came home, sitting on my coffee table. But at this point, it yeah, it's <laughs> incredible. This I, it, I would have never guessed. Though, Ron. I know. I was, I was gonna say you guys probably never would have guessed this. Yeah, I I thought it was gonna be matching T-shirts that all had like a, a Bad Girls Club logo on it. The the rompims are just next level. Next level. But not only is this a matching T-shirt, it's also shorts. <laughs> <laughs> All in one. And the only yeah. downside is that you have to get completely naked to use the bathroom, which honestly maybe not even a downside if we all use the bathroom at the same time. I know that Jane's doing that anyways. So I, I, no, no, dude, this Baruch, yes, this zipper can reach all the way down to the crotch. You just gotta zip down. But you still uh, have to take your shit. I was, I was, um, I, my mom asked me, oh, baby. my mom asked me to look at the ones that she was picking out for you guys, and she was trying to find a Blue Lives Matter flag for your romper, Joe, but it wasn't, oh, the, 
God, she could not find that. that I, so funny. I would not wear that out, <laughs> to be that honest. Be I would not wear that out. That would have been so fucking funny if she just fucking roasted you. And got your- I would I would feel like the biggest douche in the world. Zach, you could probably wear that one to your lab. And, and, and look like it fits in, probably. It's, it's close enough to a lab coat, right? I mean, a round, round coat. Exactly. Is... Most lab coats are, you know, primarily red. It's covered in blood. Yeah. Covered, covered in blood. I do sit at the former lab uh, blood collection area in my lab office, so kind of does make sense thematically. Dude, I feel like I'm giving off Guy, guy Fieri. Dude, James, 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 absolutely, James. You look like you're, you look like you're like a really cheap performer at like a shitty casino that's like on the very end of the strip in Las Vegas, and you like you sing the same twelve cover songs. Taking us to marijuana town. Oh my god! Smoke weed every day. Wow. Well, honestly, I think that's a that's a that's a perfect note to end on. I don't think yeah, anyone yeah. or say would top this. Yeah, this was I, such a, such a I good do idea. say I think we should all take uh, some pictures of ourselves and send it to Will so he could show his mom how we look in the outfits. Oh, absolutely! absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Let's, let's do that. Let's do that for yeah. sure. Yeah, and then one day we'll we'll all get together with the rompins, and uh, it'll be like when uh, Voltron comes together. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Do we wear this to Will's uh, graduation party? We wear this to Will's wedding. Oh, we got to. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, it's mandatory. We wear this to my graduation party. No. Yes, James. No, dude. <laughs> what do you mean? No, not what I want. Dude, shut the fuck I would, up. I would, I would, I would, I would much like... rather go out on the barsicle. And how give shit how will Nicole ever fall in love with me if I'm in my romp him? Oh, mm. my God. She'll never break up with Benny for me now. Mm. Oh, it's got to get played. It's got to get played. <laughs> I want to throw up. Oh, it's got to get played. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, all right. Well, Everybody, I'm I'm sorry that we had such a long delay. Um, uh, and by everybody, I mean Will's mom. Um, she is the uh, she after this, she is our number one fan. Um, she already was, but now she'll always be number one uh in the fan base and number one in our hearts. Um, also, so, when we so thank you. When yes. we're like really getting up there in the episodes, she's gonna become our fucking writer because these cards were bangers. Yeah, she's funnier than dude. Us. Literally, that's that's a good point. Actually, she she's got writer material. Yeah, she's she's gonna write our jokes. She stepped it up for like our personalities too. Like yeah, I'm oh yeah. I'm clearly like the the raunchy edgy one, and she made my card very raunchy and very edgy. She matched it to the personalities. Yeah, she had said to me, like, oh, I hope they know that I'm going to be joking. Like, I did push it a little bit with a couple of these. And I was like, oh, I guess I guess that's why she felt compelled to throw in the second one. So funny. I wish she'd, like, talked about how much of a little bitch James is, though. That would have been yeah. really funny if she just added on to the, the shit we say to James already. I thought that's where it was going to go. I wish she had gone harder. I wish she had made fun of us worse. I wish she made James cry. She addressed she addressed the card to like another one of our friends as if we replaced James already with a new fourth host because he's just so dog shit. Now that would have been fucking sad. 
Damn, bro. <laughs> my romping, my romping was like a size extra small. <laughs> that would have been fucking sweet, dude. That would have been fucking sweet. I do wish she got me an extra, extra small so I could have looked huge in it, but that's okay. It's <laughs> just, just like an actual giant. I'm going to try and It's just a baby onesie. So that I can just like fucking ribs. Are you going to set it oh. to live? What's that? Are you going to send pictures to live tonight? Yeah, after I shrink it for sure. <laughs> yeah. Gotta make sure that cock is bulging. Yeah. I might wear I might wear a cup when I take the pictures. You just, so, just stuff uh, up a bunch of, of uh, toilet paper in there. Oh, that's a good like a couple socks or something. Yeah, All right, yeah, well, yeah, the sock, the old sock trick. The old sock and the undies <laughs> trick. The old sock and the thong trick. So uh, we we anticipate we'll be back to schedule now, right, boys? Yep. Yep, our yeah, weekly, our weekly programming. All right, good. Then uh, on that note, thank you so much, Mom, for uh, for making a great segment of the show and contributing and blessing us with some rompings. Contributing really... more than James ever has. Yeah, this is, this is a great <laughs> and, uh, episode. Sorry. And we, we hope you enjoyed the, the return episode. Yeah. Thank All right, you. Everybody. Thank you. Be good. Bye. Bye.